So you want me to start today a very specific way is what you're saying? No, just start it like you would start it if you didn't turn it on, turn the thing on while we were talking. Like, yeah, you could hear him trying to start it early. Didn't quite make it in there. Well, how do you want to start it? Just how you always start it. Start it. Well, welcome everybody. There we go. To episode 39. Almost 40. 39. Of the Flix podcast. Almost over the hill. Well, I get there. Over the fucking hill. Almost old like me. Pete's gonna turn forty soon. Mm-hmm. Would it have been ironic if it would have been when we recorded episode forty? It's not going to be. It's off by like what two weeks? It's off by yeah two weeks. No 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 no. I'm sorry, a month. All it's month. off by a month. Oh, it's right. Your birthday's in July. Yeah, July twenty eighth. So, so all you people who are out there for identity theft, there you go. Right? Woohoo! Yay! Now you know Pete's birthday. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So, we had to wait a really long time to be able to do this episode. We did. Because of Pete. Oh, is it my fault? It was your fault. Hmm. Why was it my fault? Because this is our episode about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. You know what? I still didn't watch them all either. I know. You're, you're still missing. Were you supposed to catch up on all 22 before I'm, we did no, this? No, no, no. I was only supposed to catch up on one, and I'm I'm still missing um, Captain Marvel, which I will have to abstain from for the discussion. Just put it somewhere in the middle. It'll be fine. I even wrote, I even wrote on my list, I wrote, abstain. <laughs> abstain. So that I know that I'm not allowed to have any judgment about that movie whatsoever. Hmm. In that case, I have not seen the Incredible Hulk. Really, you haven't? Seen I've seen that? several Incredible Hulks, but I don't think I've seen <clears throat> this one. That's the one. It, this is the one with Edward, Edward Norton. Norton, right? Yeah, I don't see. I haven't seen that one. Okay, well then you have to abstain from that one. Okay. Did you see the one with um, Dana? What's his last name? I can't remember. The really bad one where he fights the mutant dogs. Yeah, that I, was the really bad one. <laughs> I have a better memory of that movie than everyone else because I accidentally walked into the wrong theater and saw the last 10 minutes of that show first and was amazed. I thought, oh my God, we're like a minute late. How did this happen? This movie's incredible. And then we went into the right one and watched the whole thing and was bored out of my mind for a very long time. But I was very excited right off the bat. Right. So and I then, gave it a couple extra points. And you got really let down. Yeah. Let down. So if you haven't guessed it, on today's Blix podcast, we are talking about the Marvel movies. Marvel. Um, Jonathan has some questions for us to answer, and then we will go through and we will kind of eliminate them so we figure out the number one Marvel movie. The best one. The best one. And this does not count any of the X-Men movies. This does not count um, Deadpool. Deadpool's technically an X-Men movie. Yeah, Deadpool's technically an X-Men movie. Uh, this also doesn't count the original uh, trilogy Spider-Man. Yep. Or, or Fantastic Fours. Or Fantastic Fours. Or Ghost Rider. Yeah. No <laughs> Ghost Rider. Right. All of which most everybody just kind of disavows any knowledge of. Um, we're also going to be skipping over the Blade movies today. So technically it's the canonical Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Correct. Correct. Which is a, currently at how many movies? 22. 22. And Pete has seen... 21. 21. And Damon has seen 21. 21, apparently. Because you I, haven't seen the Hulk. Right. 
Okay. I don't think I get any minus points for that. Though. No, you don't. I don't. I, I might get minus points for Captain Marvel, but you don't really get any minus points for Hulk. It's Honestly, speaking of which, because of the way they filmed, they filmed Endgame first before they filmed Captain Marvel. So the Captain Marvel that you see in Endgame is not really the same Captain Marvel that's in her own movie. So I didn't really miss anything. You missed an origin story. Right. Oh, then I didn't really miss anything except for a, a maybe good movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. It was entertaining. Yeah, if you didn't mind her just flying in and saving the day in the last one, you didn't miss anything. Okay, yeah. sure. All they did was I, set I, her I really, up as existing. <laughs> I really just thought they were going to have have her have a more prominent part in uh, Endgame. I thought she was going to be... They hyped it up like she would be extremely important. Right. Oh, and then the, she was just not there. So, by the way, oh. just because we always have to do this, this is your spoiler warning right now. Oh, yeah, spoilers. So, if you have not seen the conclusion for the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, too late. We've already ruined that for you. Not oh, really. Right. You didn't ruin it for me, and I didn't see it. Yeah, it was his sled. Sorry. So, anyways, we'll pause for a second. This is your spoiler warning. Hmm? Fast forward to... Hmm? Insert time. <laughs> Insert time. <laughs> okay. So, what was your general take on how do you feel in general about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that started with Iron Man? Overall. In, in you want an overall take? Your overall take on all 10 years of films. Wow, it's only been 10 years? 10 years. Dang, they've been cranking them out. Well, well technically, technically 11, 11, but they've been filming over 10 years. Oh. Um, you know what? It was okay. I mean, it had some stinkers in there for the most part, but I am generally fine with the overall. If I had to rate on a scale of ten the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, it'd probably be close to a six point five or a seven. That's it. Yeah, I think so because there were some really big stinkers in there. Right, compared to the other, like, reaching scope. 22 movie length film arrangements well if you, six. since this is the only one of its <laughs> ilk right i feel like they they did a pretty good job breaking new ground and as far as like marketing and just the way that they made it so you know teasers at the end of the movies you know you expected the trailers like they built this whole thing they built a whole system and that's true there that's were kinks there were failures you know but to, to run that many movies and to even loosely thread a storyline through most of them, uh, I thought was impressive. Okay, what would you rate it? An eight. Eight? Okay. That's a, that's a seven on the high end. Because nobody gets a ten. No, nobody gets a nobody ten. Nobody gets a ten. There are no tens. Ken. No. Well, we're eight, eight point one. Oh, you're slightly more than, than Danon? Yeah, I just... I agree with everything Danon said, obviously. But I think the... I, there's some really innovative and interesting storytelling going on there, too. Yeah. Um, in addition to, you know, th being able to thread everything together, they're very disparate directing styles, writing styles, all of it. I mean, but they all kind of still fit together, and that's not an easy thing to do. Oh, no. See, and I had wished they would have done more of that and pushed it harder. I felt like towards the end they kind of homogenized everything until it was kind of the same. When Captain America first came out, it was like, oh, great. This is not at all a superhero movie. This is like a film noir-ish kind of thing where it was like a totally different feel, totally different look. And I, I wish they would have pushed 
everything in more directions like that. All the single standalones to be their own genre if they could swing it. And then we got Thor Ragnarok, which is which is essentially a buddy comedy. Which was good. <laughs> well, the thing was with, we, a, with, a, with a rotating cast of buddies. Yeah, when the when yeah, it was it was it's Thor and Hulk and you then, know insert here. Yeah. So when when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, the first one, and that was such a hit, you started <clears throat> to see the 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 movies tend to converge onto that kind of style. Yeah. Funny, bright colors. Like music. Good, music, good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. You started, that. Jonathan. What? what did good you interplay think? between the characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was my rating in general, or what was your rating of in in your thoughts on the whole thing? I would give it an eight, eight and a half. Okay. Probably lean towards a nine, but not quite. So we all rated it pretty high. So we we generally liked it. I thought the fact that they could finally somebody took the initiative to finally make a series of movies on individual based movies and attempt to tie them together with individual scenes at the end of the movie before you know like seeing thor's hammer for the first time you know? right it, they started small mm-hmm. it was just little things like that but then you know even things where in later movies they mentioned oh and what happened in new york you know like right. a thing happened and instead of it never getting mentioned again and just yeah moving the movies on with don't the exist episode, in a bubble Right. Yeah. Obviously not one-offs. One of the things I really liked, and it was another nice touch, is the fact that they gave Tony Stark PTSD. Right. Right. That like a... from from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. You know that was a nice touch. You know that that shows that he is human throughout, and he's the same person throughout this entire twenty-two series. Yeah, that was one good thing that they had done, where all the superheroes, they weren't anti-heroes, but they were flawed people. Yeah, they were. You knew that you understood that they were people, right? Which is kind of how Stanley set the Marvel universe apart from the the early other other companies, is because he started treating superheroes as people with real lives and relationships, right? And it, like, even if you step outside the the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you look at like the X Men films and stuff. The X Men's the X Men are all flawed. They're all they all live in the gray area, right? They all have, you know, they they have and they have interpersonal relationships, and it's complicated, and it's it's life. Yeah, it's more I, reflective of life, which I think is one of the great, great things about Marvel in general. Some one of these days we'll talk about the X Men movies, and I can tell you guys how much I really dislike them. <laughs> right. Well, there was one thing um, that I had heard someone say about the DC and Marvel movies, where they're like, the DC movies are all gods pretending to be humans, <clears throat> the Marvel movies are humans pretending to be gods. That's I always thought that was like it's pretty apt. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah, very concise way to put it because that's pretty much well, what's going on. Almost exactly how how it is. Even Thor seems like a human playing a god right. instead of a god, especially in Endgame. <laughs> especially in oh Endgame. Oh my god, that yes. was the best yeah. thing. And I honestly really thought as soon as they were gonna like buck up and go fight the fight, he was gonna like lose his paunch for some reason. Like nope, just nope, nope. nope. It was beautiful. It was great. It was that. I was going to be sad when they did that. I'm like, oh, he's a god or whatever. Like, I would have bought whatever excuse they had said. Like, oh, and he's just pulled his power together. It's like, nope. Nope, still, still fat. Still fat. <laughs> nope, still fat. <laughs> still got a beer belly. Yeah, you can't drink that much beer and not suffer. Yeah, we know. Even a god. <laughs> <laughs> we all know this. <laughs> oh, it takes three times as long to pull it off than it does to put it on. Mm-hmm. 
So one of my favorite parts about the movies is the fact that they, the timeline for the films when they actually happened, like in the years of the movie, is supposed to correlate with the year in real life. And they goofed up one time, and that was with Spider-Man Homecoming. What do they do? They do we release it too early or too late? No. So in the title card for the in the opening credits and stuff like that for Spider-Man Homecoming, they said that it, that, it, that it, it was taking place eight years after the Avengers, but it was actually only four years. So it was a oh, they just screwed up in the title card. Yeah. So it was just a small snafu there. So Iron Man, which released in two thousand eight, was taking place in two thousand ten. Okay. So we were technically seeing that movie in the future. Ah. Hmm. Uh-huh. Iron Man 2 was 2010 when it was released, but it was the year 2011. The Incredible Hulk was also the year 2011, and Thor was also the year 2011. All right, so they started it all off with a bang. Yep. So then The Avengers takes place in 2012, and it was released in 2012. Iron Man 3 was also in the year of 2012, but was released in 2013. Okay, so it was released when it was supposed to have happened. Correct. They just filmed it in 2012. No, they released it in 2012. It was. Oh, but it's supposed to take place in 2013. No, backwards. Yeah, that reversed. Well, they, they didn't release the film before they filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, 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 no, wait, wait. It's supposed to take the the timeline of the film is 2012. Right. Oh, it but it was released in 2013. The, yes. So we were looking at the past. Technically. Okay. Oh, I think but they did that through all the movies that when they were spacing out the, you know, in the titles of how long it's been or trying to space the events, that it was always as long as it was between the actual release. So it was actually concurrent <clears throat> with the years as we were progressing. All of these events really happened in the timeline. No, that's a pretty pretty busy 10 years. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, I guess set a deadline, stick to it. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, I guess so. A yeah. lot of moving parts. So Guardians of the Galaxy, both 1 and 2, technically happened in 2014. Avengers Affinity War happened in 2017. So three years after Volume 2. Correct. Hmm. So it makes you wonder, what happened in that three years? Right. I don't know. They're going to do another Volume 3? They are going to do a Volume... Well, they're supposed to a do vol- a Volume 3. A volume 2.5. Is it 2.5? <laughs> right. Because it might be. You never know. No, they. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is confirmed. That is confirmed? Correct. And they actually brought back James Gunn, which we talked about that before. Yeah. When he got fired for the first time. All they had to do was wait. All they had to do was wait for, like, four months when everybody forgot. Right. And then they could rehire him, and there would be no hubbub. Because people only remember things for a month. Right. And we were just talking about that today. Uh, slightly unrelated, but still thing that happened that everyone forgot. Like the NFL owner who was in, like, talked about human trafficking. Oh, like, yeah, that guy. What happened to that guy? Is he still an NFL owner? I'm assuming. He's didn't still an NFL owner. Yeah. He, did not go to, he did not go to jail. He is, I don't know, with a lawyer and appealing, right. says that he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, so yeah, the moral of the story is just wait long enough, get a lawyer, you'll be fine. Yep, and the other moral of the story is he's going to get no charges, probably. Probably. Because he's rich. Rich, white dude. He's a rich old white guy. James Gunn just isn't old enough. Right, or rich enough. Yeah, he's he's like, 
well he's, off, but he's not rich. He, yeah, he's, he's not, not. He's not. He's not rich. Yeah, no. not, he's not human trafficking. It's comfortable. Rich. He's not human trafficking. He's like bad joke rich. That's how we figured out. Yes. So I have some questions that occurred watching Endgame. All right, go. Hmm. How did Steve Rogers return all of the stones? He just—they don't really go into that, do they? Time, they don't. Time no, because shenanigans. Yeah, it's shenanigans. But well, there's one specific stone, two specific stones that I have a question about. Mm-mm. One of those is the fact that the space stone. To return it back to the timeline, which technically Loki stole, and so they have to go back twice, right? How does he turn it back into the Tesseract to give it back to the government? Because they cracked it open to get the stone. Well, the, he goes back before they cracked it open. Right. takes it then. He goes to Ikea. No, no, he's taking it back paperweight. to put it in the timeline, remember? But it's been turned into the stone. How does he turn it back into the cube? Oh, I don't know. That's just one of them questions. Hmm. He, he tells the government it got broken. He goes, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Sorry, broke it." He goes to see Argus Filch in that um, in that in that card catalog Ooh, thing, right? Who lost him? Um, when Hydra found it in the beginning of Captain America, right? Okay, they pulled it out of that little drawer in that Tree of Life thing. They he went to them. They 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 did that. They fixed it. Well, they fixed it. They retesseract it. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Wait. And I just gotta throw in that was like the best part of Endgame when Steve Rogers just leans over and whispers, "Hail Hydra." Oh. And they don't fight in the elevator like you thought they were going to. Yeah, I was all set up for that fight in the elevator, like in Winter Soldier, and then just like, yep. Cool. So, so that, that was fan or, or, um, not that no, was 100% fan It was beautiful. It was like time traveling at its best, like yeah. knowing what's going to happen and the things that people don't know, and they're just like, oh, yeah, he's on board. So like, do you know that actually happened in the, the comics? comics? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the last secret war we had, um, one of the universes brought back a, a Steve Rogers, who was a Hydra agent. Yeah. And he... Somehow replaces the normal Captain America. I don't remember the whole. I thing don't remember I either. But somehow, somehow he replaces the original Captain America, and then at some point he's just like Hail Hydra, and it threw everybody for a loop. And it took about another six issues before they found out that he was in a he was from a different um, part of the multiverse. Ah. So, and then they had a whole Captain America fight off and stuff like that. But yeah, man, cool. Um. So the anti-snap that Hulk did brought brought everybody back to life. Correct. That was killed with the snap and left everybody who had been born or died since then just the way they were. Right. So did people come back in airplanes and fall to the ground? Well, no. Right. Moving 600 miles an hour. A bunch of people just (laughs) appeared in rows. (laughs) (laughs) What a roller coaster ride. Right. And secondly, I'm so happy inside at the same time. I'm just going to assume that when he did that, he thought that, you know, he'd bring them back, like, not the exact spot where they left. Right. Because right. otherwise, Vision's, or, um, like, Bucky's, like, laying in Wakanda somewhere in the ground. Right. Like, right. What the fuck happened? Still better off than all the people in the boats or 
yeah. a couple of astronauts and just like pop <laughs> right. into existence, suffocate and die. And yeah, another thing they just like you know brought them all back, like yeah. at home or something. Right. Yeah. Be like implied what, in the wish somehow. Yeah. What would so it had been a, quite a distance in time since that had happened, right? Like five years. I think it was. Yeah, five years. So, obviously, a lot had changed and stuff. Clearly, on Earth at least, as we saw. <clears> the movie. Kids still rode bikes, but angrily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, angry bike riding. Um, would bringing all those people, what would bringing all those people back to the society? Well, here's the thing. Remember, they it. showed the the Spider Man coming back, Peter Parker hugging his friend. Did his friend disappear? Because if he didn't, his friend would be five years old. Yeah, they, sh- they uh, yeah. shouldn't both be in high school still. No, he would be done with high school. His yeah. friend would be old. He'd have a mustache. He'd probably already have an alcohol problem. Be living in a van. Yeah, down I mean... by the river. Yep. So we just have to assume that's all of Spider-Man's friends. Died well, not all snap. of Spider-Man's friends. No, because some of them might have disappeared. It's really too. just the one that we that he acknowledges. Right. He could just be the new kid in school, <laughs> and he walks in and like, hey, there's my friend who's also the new kid in school. If they both disappeared, I have to assume they both disappeared. I'm gonna have to. Assume you so. have to. Yeah. You're gonna have to assume that everybody from the Spider-Man movie disappeared. Because they're all still kids in the next Pretty one. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you just have to automatically right. assume that. They're not five years older. Right. right. Unless, uh, unless unless they play it off that one of them is somehow. I mean, that would be interesting to see them do. We'll see. Well, it wasn't well, half we don't... of people by area. Maybe the school got hit harder. Like. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the whole school went. The whole school. It's possible. So and The entire borough of Brooklyn. Right. Queens untouched. Queens. Just gone. Yeah. 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 That's highly possible. Yeah. I mean, so it was a chance of rolling the dice. It's see. not like the snap was just going down the list, just like one, two, one, two, and everyone yeah, every, count every, out. Everybody count <laughs> off. Now all the twos, you don't exist anymore. <laughs> what? There's always that kid who messes it up because he doesn't remember. He wasn't paying attention. Three. What? You're just gone. <laughs> he did not come back in the second. Go to snap. the principal's office. <laughs> so when, uh, when. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah. When they defeat Ego. Right. Does Think about it. Star Lord lose his other half his race entirely. Oh, like did he kill off did he just genocide his where he came from, basically? Yeah. Yes, so, if Eagle's the only one, but is he a celestial? Yeah, think, is he still a celestial after the fact of doing all that? Because he lost his powers because of it. Well, there's more than one celestial. So if Eagle is a celestial, then no. No, Starlord didn't genocide an entire race. Just like what a twelfth of them or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. There's a finite number of celestials. Yes. Well, yeah. I just thought it was weird because it was supposed to be half of every race. But if he was the um, final one and he disappeared, that seems like it was a snafu to me. No, that would make sense. Because if it was half of every race and he did destroy the... Let's say he did destroy all the Celestials. That Maybe maybe Eagle wasn't a Celestial. Maybe it was something. And destroyed it. Well, half the race would be gone. Wait, no, you're right. Because... He couldn't he, go. He couldn't go because he was the last one. So by your you logic, he did not. But we don't know. We we don't know if that's the way that 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 came down. 
Oh, yeah, we don't know if that works. But if there's only random. one, you go. I mean, they're rounding down instead of rounding up. That's mm-hmm. true, I guess. <laughs> Could mm-hmm. be. Seems like they would do it the other way. But probably not. Well, okay. Thanos we're talking about. I, I, you know he's going to err on the side of caution. Right. <laughs> and murder more people than that. Right. More people than he needs to. <laughs> Gotta so, be over the top. I know, but I mean, in his version, he was a good guy, so I would think he would round up. Yeah, I don't know. Rather I than killing he, the I last one or something. Guy, you think he was new and he was okay with it? <coughs> I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I, think he, I think he made his peace with what, it, what was happening. I, I don't think so. I think because of the way he watched his own world get destroyed, that he... Thought he was the savior of the universe? Correct. Savior of the universe. But, <laughs> but there is this one giant flaw in all this. What is it? So he could snap his finger. Right. And get rid of half the people. True. So that there was enough resources for the rest of the people. Sure. Why not just snap your finger and double the resources? Because he's a dick, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's not even the worst part of his plan. Is because at best, there's a finite amount of time until all of those people repopulate to a point where you have to snap your fingers. Like, what's Again. the schedule? Yeah, there's right. like a snap schedule now where every like couple millennia, but then he murder the, everybody. But then he destroyed the stones, so it doesn't matter. You can never snap again. Right. Well, which is stupid because right. then his plan is but completely. But see pointless. again. The, way, the, the reason I contend that he knows he's the bad guy is if you look at Thanos, you look at 2014 Thanos in the second half of the movie. Okay. The one that comes from the past. He was just being a dick. Oh, yeah. And he knew it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he knew he was going to die. <coughs> right. I think he had a but new... But he and... also, like, knows that... He succeeded? He knows that people, that it's not going to work out the way he wants it to. Right. But he's going to do it anyway. Rather than come up with a diff- an alternative. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, put on the glove, snap your fingers, double the resources. Right. He, 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 went, he goes ahead and does it anyway, knowing what's going to happen. Right. So. <coughs> I don't know. I thought I just thought it was. Uh, Although, a if weird... he doubled the resources for the wrong planet. It increases the mass significantly to now where the gravity is too much and everybody's just pinned to the floor. There's got to be a few places where that does not pan out. You're thinking way too hard into this. But I like how you're thinking. Stop sciencing. It does make sense. Well, you could always just say that the resources have twice the value. So, yeah, so it no. only takes half of a... A half a gallon of, ga- of gasoline is actually equal to a gallon. One piece of pizza will fill you up instead of half a pie. Right. That's that's the snap he goes for. Is only yeah. that one piece of pizza is enough. Yeah, one like, piece of pizza. One is piece. Enough. It can't be enough. And then the first person eats a piece. It's enough. It's enough. I'm not full. And then the next thing you know is every pizza joint in the world just goes out of business. Yeah. So, in your opinion, who was the MVP of Endgame? Hmm. I mean, you've got Doctor Strange, who saw it all. You've got Iron Man. You've got... I might have to go with Ant-Man. Ant-Man? He kind of gave him the whole reason. Invented time travel? Yeah, he kind of figured out that you could... I mean, Stark did figure it out, did put it together, though. But Ant-Man gave him the purpose. I would have to say Ant-Man finding his way out. Well, it depends on how you do it. Like, he's the catalyst. So he got he's it all catalyst. started. Is that started. more important than the guy who finished it all off? I don't end? know. I, 
if he never comes back, it doesn't get started. So, like, what's more important, the thing that starts it or the thing that finishes the job? Well, if you're going to go that far, then the cat who releases him from quantum state the rat. is the most important. The, the rat. rat. Yeah. The, rat. Yeah. the rat. So that's actually my vote. Is the MVP of everything is technically the rat. The rat that releases him from Which quantum. is followed, secondly, very closely with uh, Doctor Strange. So I'm going with Ken Jong then for not calling it an exterminator to get rid of the rats. <laughs> Oh, All right, boy. you can have that one. But I'm, I'm like, Doctor Strange gets my vote because he watched everybody die fourteen and a half million times or whatever. Right. So he he knew that this was how it had worked, and he knew that he had to sacrifice himself to do it. Right. Well, he, he knew he had to give yeah. the stone in a very specific moment, yeah. and how everything had to play out. He had to wait for Tony to get stabbed. That was right the pivotal moment, you know. So. So you think Doctor Strange is your hero? Well, the rat's the hero. The, the rat's the hero that released Ant-Man? The rat's the hero. Doctor Strange allowed it, everything to fall into place to happen in the correct <clears throat> sequence Wait. of events. Yeah, plus so, the plan never would have worked if Strange hadn't told them so that Bruce could tell the Ancient One. Correct. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because before, before she knew that Strange had said that, she wasn't giving it up. Yep. And there was no way he was going to take it from her. No, he couldn't. <coughs> yeah, good point. So maybe it is strange. Doctor so Strange. In how many of the 14 million things did the rat step on the button? Or was One. that like a spell that Strange was able to cast beforehand to say, "All right, rat, wait 5 years. <laughs> Be born. <laughs> step on the button." That yeah, seems really random, don't it? It seems kind of random cuz really lucky. How did the rat get into the van anyway, but Whatever. It could happen. I guess it could happen, yeah. Anything's mm-hmm. possible if you believe. Anything's Who's possible if you just put your mind bill? to it. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to well, say. Well, everybody's stuff was in storage. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, I if, saw it. If you, had, if you were a vanisher, your stuff just got put into storage, basically. Yep. Ooh, the episodes on Storage Wars. <laughs> and plus, that's, that van being in storage was what looks to be a nuclear bomb in the back. Right. Also, was the van in Scott's name? Yes, that was his security van. Yeah, it was his security van. It was the security company van. So none of his friends wouldn't thought that, to look for it? I was say, wouldn't that be in, that would be, that van would be in the company's name, then not Scott's. And the only way nobody's claiming it is if his entire, like, his entire, everybody who worked for his company got Snapped too. Got dusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that might happen. Which explains why um, we didn't have a Michael Pena flashback sequence. That's true. Mm-hmm. They all got catching dusted. us all up on the story. <clears throat> right. Well, you know who who catch up with the story is Captain America himself because you know he went back and decided to screw everything over and not come back. He didn't screw anything over by not coming back. Well, yeah, he did. What also, happened, what happened to Peggy's husband? <laughs> what happened to Peggy's oh. cousin, <laughs> daughter? Oh yeah, that's right. In, you know, in the first Captain America movie, Aunt Peggy. That was her. That's her, that's her niece. Right. Yeah, niece. <coughs> so what happens? To all those <coughs> branches of people. Yeah, wait a minute. You're messing with time now. Mm-hmm. Really, just be... Peggy's husband, because Peggy never had kids. Well, Peggy Sue never. Peggy Sue didn't get married. No, she did. She got married in the uh, in the TV show. Peggy Sue got married. No, she didn't. Are you positive? And Agent Carter? Yeah. No, she never got married. Oh. There you go. I forgot about I forgot the T V series ties into this too. Yeah, because that's where you get the Jarvis cameo from. 
James Darcy. Hmm. It was Stark, Howard Stark's driver. Ah. Which was great, which I loved. I thought that was super classy. But yeah, Pe- Peggy Carter never marries in the series. But, right, she does eventually get married. So, basically what should have happened is Steve, this time stone was the last one he returned. Well, you'd probably have to. It would have to be the last one he returned, right? So, also, how did he get to Vormir? I don't know. So, the time stone's <laughs> the last one he returns. Right. Well, he used a space stone. Right. So, all right, so the, so the time stone's the last one he returns. He should have technically given the Ancient One back the time stone. Right. And then he would have continued to exist from that point forward, unless she sent him back. That's what I'm going to say. He doesn't need the stones to go back and forth, though. <coughs> How was he doing it? I it's the pin particles. Oh, he used pin particles. Yeah, it's Tony's mechanism with pin particles. I forgot about that. The gateway. That's how they're traveling back and forth through time. It doesn't actually evolve the stones. The stones are needed just because Thanos had destroyed the other stones, so they had to go back in time to get other copies of the stones, and then they had to go take them back because of what the um, ancient one told yeah. them that they had to. Yeah, and they did. Right. Okay. So, but to get to Vormir, he would have had to have used something. The space mm-hmm. stone. Yeah. Which is why they glossed over all of this. Right. Yeah. Because it probably doesn't work out. Travel time. I bet the math where he has to travel to and through time and space doesn't actually check out where we'd have to leave one of the stones behind when then still deliver two more. <coughs> yeah, that probably doesn't work. Mm, probably doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, the only one he actually had to use to get somewhere would have been just... Only one at a time. He picked a spot and, like, put them all in a locker, in, in, a, in a bus station locker at, right. at, at Grand Central Terminal. And just, like, came back for each one and did his thing with it. Well, they were all in that briefcase when he left. Because you saw the Hulk putting them in there. Right. Mm. And That's true. the Hulk said, he's like, remember when the Falcon and Winter Soldier guy asked how long he was going to be gone? He's like, well, he should be back right now. And he didn't come back. Oh, he did. But he was on the bench. He was on the bench. <clears throat> but did he, he come back with He didn't appear on travel? the bench, though. He, like, snuck in and, like, sat down No, right? Somewhere there was, like, an old man, like, tippy-toeing <laughs> into right? the scene, trying not to that's, get seen. That's what I'm imagining. Sneaky this... Yeah. Old. I mean, because, A, he had to bring the shield back somehow. Because, you know, you know, and you know he's driving, like, a, like, like, a, like a 78 Eldorado or something like that, because he's old. Right. 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 And, yeah, it's like that's parked over there with a handicap sticker in it. Yep. And he had to take back Thor's hammer. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh. Because Thor stole it from his other timeline. Well, he didn't have to take that one back. Thor stole it from himself. He did, because in that because at that, that, at that point in the timeline, Thor wouldn't have had money or anymore. Right. And then they lose all the subsequent and that was, and that Yeah, and that was at a point <laughs> right. where he... He needed he, it. He needed it, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have had the axe at that point. Well, he didn't really need the axe either. I mean, if you remember what uh, Odin told him. The, 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 the hammer's not the source of his power. Well, that's true. Right. He just needed it to focus his power. Same with Stormbreaker. He didn't need it. <laughs> Except for he needed it. Well, he needed it. Except <laughs> he didn't know how to use it because he, he, he didn't think to cut Thanos' friggin' arm off. Right. Until yeah. the second time around. <clears throat> I'm going to hit you in the collarbone 
Really? Yep, yep. Really? One of the two hardest bones in the human body to break. It's even worse than purple people. Purple people? Oh, the yeah. in Thanos? Yeah. The one-eyed, one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people, purple eater. people eater? So the ancient the one people snapper. says that the stones are what allow the universe to not be consumed by darkness, right? Sure. We'll go darkness. with that. Darkness. Oh, and then Thanos destroyed them. Thanos destroys them, so why isn't the current timeline just covered in darkness? Maybe it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, darkness grows. All the light has to be swallowed up first. You know how much light there is? Right. Galaxies and galaxies of light. Plus, we don't know what technically darkness, darkness means. Darkness represents. That's true, too. Could be just doom and gloom and existential dread. Everybody's just depressed. It could be. It could be. It could be they're getting overrun with Chitauri or something. I mean, right. it rains a lot. <coughs> Dormammu you don't gets know. loose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, stuff like that. That's you know, it could be the darkness she's talking about. <clears throat> Every television only plays Happy Days reruns. Or you know, all of the all of the all of the uses that they found out to use for the Infinity Stones that allowed them to defeat the forces of evil. I.e. darkness. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so when we come back, I got a list of the best fan services from Endgame. What do you mean fan services? Fan services are when they put little short little spots in for like hardcore fans of a, of a series or genre. Oh. That most people might not catch. Catch? Let's yeah. see how many we caught. Yeah. So... We'll be right back. We'll go through it quick. All right. Fan services. So these are like technically Easter eggs. All right. There's a good way of putting them. But these are like super like important ones. Okay. We'll see how many that we noticed. So um, how many people noticed the cameo of the actual real life person, Jarvis? Um, Ken did. Yeah. I just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Ken, Ken got that one. Yep. And that was from the TV show, right? From Agent Carter, yeah. Yep. Um, most people don't know that the <clears throat> about Hawkeye and that he's actually also known as Ronin. And uh, when he did when he was portraying Ronin in the comics, he was an assassin. Right. I actually didn't know that. Yep. And the whole Tokyo scene of him assassinating people. Yeah. And killing people, that was technically him being Ronin. Nice. Yep. I missed that one. Did you nice that? outfit. No, I d- I've never heard of him as Ronin. I remember reading about that, but I wasn't I wasn't familiar with Ronin as, as the comic book character. Yeah, you got to be careful at your branding. I mean, if Hawkeye's an <clears throat> Avenger and a nice guy, you got to pick don't, a new. They name. don't do a whole. Yeah, they don't. But they don't do a whole lot of like. They don't do a lot of refer- referring to Barton as Hawkeye. No, right. they call him no. Clint or Barton. Yeah, they or call him Clint, Agent yeah. Burton, or whatever. Yeah, right. That's his uh, name on the files in the Avengers Initiative. Right. right. So, uh, in Infinity War, Thanos said, "No resurrections." No, re- oh, when uh, when Loki killed, died, when he killed Loki, right? Yeah, not coming back this time. Yep, but technically, he's back alive. Well, they went back to a place where he was not dead. Correct. And he... So, we don't know that he's back alive. Right, we don't know that. 
and obviously in 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 the in the in the MCU prime timeline, let's call it, he's still dead. That's true. Right, but so is Gamora. Yes, and she's back. <clears throat> well, that's true. a version of her is back. That, that's right. a version of yeah, her an is earlier back. version of her is back. And my question, I also have a question: Is why, if when Tony snapped and got rid of Thanos's army, technically when she came, she was part of the army. How did she stay? No, because she she turned. She her turned and, her like, and Nebula. Yeah, she turned like bad milk. We're right. we're fighting for yeah. everybody against Thanos. Okay. So that saved her. Because she turned sure. it just yeah. just before it. Okay. <clears throat> just in time. <clears throat> it's like, you know, when you're going to the chair and you get saved by Jesus. Except mm-hmm. Jesus is your savior and then you don't have to die for for eating fifteen people. <laughs> Same thing. They spend an exorbitant amount talking about Captain America's butt. <laughs> That's America's ass. <laughs> that's why. Do you think that's why they did it? Because it's America's ass. Yes. That's, yeah. It's they wanted. Ass. They wanted that joke in there. Yeah. Right. They needed. They needed that joke. Did you notice he was also more apt to swearing and stuff of that? Finally, as the movies progressed. Well, after having been Nomad, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Well, there's that squeaky clean image. Watch all the different movies as they progress. It gets a little bit more and more and more and more like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if you like, if you you know, you think about Age of Ultron, where he's like language, and then right. So, how did you guys feel about obviously the best Easter eggs of all of the movies? Stanley's camo, his final one. Mm. Everyone clapped. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was solid. I thought it was a little bit better, but it was still good. I thought. Well, but, the thing is, when they filmed it, they didn't know it was going to be the last one. Well, no, that's true too. You know, if if, if they knew he was gonna keep, if they, if they didn't know that he was gonna, gonna keep trucking along, they probably would have done a little something more special. But right. Right. honestly, they should have done two <clears throat> versions of all of them. Like, is this the last one? No. Is this the last one? No. Is this the last one? Just right. in case. Because like, honestly, honestly, I think Captain Marvel might be my favorite cameo because of the implications of what that means. That one's drawn a blank on me for a night now. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I have to abstain. Spoiler alert. Right. Uh, Stanley appears as himself. Oh, yeah. He's reading the script. He's reading the script for, script for Mallrats. Right. Oh, yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. Plus the somewhat knowing glance that he and uh, Marvel give each other. Right. Kind of makes you, you know, question all of that. But I think that that, that might be that might be my favorite cameo. Right. I really wish I'd say, and I didn't come up with this, but I really wish they would have done this other person's idea. And that the person sitting on the bench at the end of the movie should have been Stan Lee's cameo at the very end. And they could have explained that every time you saw him throughout all the other films was him just popping in and out with the time travel, chucking in on people as he, you know, progressed through his new timeline. So you think they should have cast Stan Lee as old? Cap. Hmm. Steve Rogers. Yeah, I thought it would have been cute. It would have. would have been cool. It would have been a touching moment. I feel. Wasn't he supposed to be Uatu the Watcher? He was suppo- supposedly a Watcher. Which is kind of the you know if you, if you think about but if you, like I'm saying if you think of the uh, the glance between him and 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 Marvel as confirmation of that. Correct. 
which it totally could be. But then again, in that same ser- in, in that same vein, if Stanley's cameo had been Steve Rogers looks over and said, "My friend gave me a ride," and it's Stan standing by the '78 Eldorado, that right. would have that would have been good too. <laughs> that would have been the best, probably. <clears throat> yeah, the, the the same one from his cameo in the in the film, right from the '70s. Yeah, right. yeah, that would have been a good one too. But yeah, like, how did you get here? My friend gave me a ride. Right, <laughs> with Stan's over there waving. Right. So when you first saw the Iron Man helmet in the movie uh, with the little girl, Morgan, right. Morgan, yeah, and uh, he's, he tells her that's for mommy. Did you know who it was going to be? Did you know what the actual character's name is for the secret identity of that suit? No. I did, and I was like super excited because I had that feeling that we were finally going to see Pepper in her rescue armor. And we got to in the last fight, and that was really, really awesome for me. And that was probably one of my favorite moments. Really? Yeah. That was not one of my favorite moments. Where, I kind of disliked that moment. Team Girl Power showed up. Like, <laughs> oh, but that's another Easter egg. It is. That's that's fan service. Yep. Where so, all the girls are together, and they get that striking pose of the. Right, I'm. I'm sure whoever but it was for appreciated the, it. See, I don't. I don't read them. So I, I don't read them. But what's the what's the uh, the team name for all the girls superheroes that were lined up together? Because that's an actual that that was actually that was actually a lineup from a comic series. Was it now? Yeah. Okay. That that at least it, it makes more sense. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just like we're going to line up all these girls together and make it. You know, do our Me Too movement. No, that was that that, that was actually that that was a piece of fan service. I don't remember if they ever gave them an actual name. I don't think they did. The, the, not in the movie, but like the, the, I don't think they did in the comics. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There was I like I remember. think there was a like way back in the day there was a Fem Force, but that wasn't. That. Right, they let that name drop. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't. I don't recall. Oh wait, I gotta go back a second. What's the name of Pepper's robot? Uh, her code name was Rescue. Oh. She um, would not wear armor that had offensive weapons. Everything had to be a defensive thing. So that was why her codename was uh, Rescue. Okay. Yeah. She still the had Paw the. Patrol? She still had the uh, pulse blasters and stuff like that. But the repulsor rays. Yeah, but she didn't have any like missiles or anything like that that Tony did. Hmm. Okay. She's missing all the fun stuff. Pretty much. So I can't find that again. That great one little missile keep, from keep Iron Man on. 1. I'll, I'll, I'll look Shoot through the tank. Yeah. So the next one on the list was actually one Dana brought up over there, which is the Hail Hydra. Oh, the best right. One. Yeah, I did catch that one. Yep. So um, another one was Peggy and Steve finally get their dance. Say that again? Peggy no. and Steve finally got to share their dance. Oh. Because at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, he talks about getting a dance with her. Oh, well, there you go. So, Oh, then they did bring up the Marvel Girl Power moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the biggest fan service of the entire movie, to me, was Captain America finally picking up Thor's hammer. That was rad. That was really cool. I liked how they how they uh, did Thor's reaction to that, too. I, I love how it was I like, knew it. <laughs> yes, you picked, yeah, like, I am so happy you're picking up my hammer. Because, like, right. and the scene where everyone was trying to pick it up and it wiggled, and it he wiggled, was all, like, ooh. like, ooh, I don't know. And, like, he could have been 
mad about it, but there's a good guy. Yeah. But he wasn't the first person to pick it up. No, that was... was it was Vision. It was Vision, wasn't it? Yep, Vision mm-hmm. just nonchalantly just picked it up and was like, here, you need this. So. Mm-hmm. And then the iconic thing that happened right after that was the Avengers Assemble charge into battle. Right. Which, of course. Right. Well, it was it's... the first time they actually said it, so... Was that the first time they said it? Yeah. Oh. If I had known that, it would have been more important to me. Right. I appreciate their patience on that. Right. Instead of, like, the name of the movie. <laughs> Let's cram that into <laughs> right. the movie. You ever notice that with movies, though? That you wait for that moment like, for them to, to finally say, say the title who's of the movie. Waiting for that money shot, yeah. 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 I always thought that was interesting. So I also have a, a quick list here of the of ten things people hate about the movie Endgame. All right, let's go through this quick, and I'll and we'll say whether whether we agree or not. <clears throat> um, number ten is that the writers used up their best ideas in the previous film. <laughs> they I mean, I'm assuming that they were written at the same time, so you can't really hold that against them because the writers didn't write the first half and then write the second half. I'd hope. Right. So I'm gonna say I'm uh, no. Yeah, I disagree. I, I thought disagree. I thought they both were just well off, just the way they were. So, uh, number nine, if uh, it continues the Marvel tradition of sidelining sidelining <clears throat> its female characters, hmm. you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean the Captain Marvel was totally absent from almost all of Endgame when she was like their biggest hitter, right? And they tried to play it off as she needed to be somewhere else. No, motherfucker. This is more important. I'm sorry. Right. This is the most important thing right now. The best way to help the universe is this. Yeah. So that's why I, I thought that was weird. Her absence was odd. But was she really needed for all the time travel stuff? She would have helped a whole hell of a lot. I don't think so. Dude, she would have gotten every stone immediately. Right. Just flown in, punched everybody. But that that wasn't the point of it. To be they sneaky. had to discreetly take the stones. I'm just saying she showed up way too late. I agree. I did think she was going to have a bigger part. So, uh, number eight is the middle third of the movie is just mostly filler. Of Endgame? <clears throat> yes. Uh, well, you got to set some stuff up. I didn't think. I didn't feel like much of that was filler. Personally, no. like you noticed filler. Yeah, I mean, it had a three-hour runtime. And I did not feel like it was a three-hour runtime. So I don't. Right. Like, I'm sure there there was a lot of stuff happening, and it could fall into the filler category, but it didn't feel like filler. Right. You notice when it's filler. They're trying to wrap up a lot of things. Right. Exactly. Uh, number seven. The movie consistently undercuts its own serious moments. Mm, that's their attempt at humor. They they started like I said they started doing that after Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, but I thought it was okay like i didn't notice i didn't notice an issue with that like yeah. it didn't stand out to me yeah but at this point in the game you kind of expect all that stuff again it would have been nice if if there would have been more genre films instead of everything kind of being ending up being the guardians of the galaxy like serious with a joke and you know funny quippy lines and stuff and it's like i like that movie but they didn't all have to be that movie right uh, number six, the actual story isn't as interesting as the fan theories that led up to the movie's release. Well, you get that a lot. Right. 
but they write things way beforehand. Right. And they have a lot of a huge budget or sometimes not enough budget and do you mean you talk about Game of Thrones? Hmm. So yeah. Right. Well, yeah, and you got to come down on something. And then when you're actually <clears throat> making a movie, there's a lot of things that are out of your hand. Decisions you don't get to make that are just decided for you for a bunch of other reasons that have nothing to do That's true. with the movie or what you want as your vision. And to just sit at home and say, like, well, I would love this. Great. That's awesome. Make it a real thing. Then right. start complaining about it. Right. It's I, really I, hard. I do have to say that when I sat down and watched the movie... And after the first 15 minutes, I was completely unaware of how things were going to go. And I thought that was perfect. Because everything that you thought was going to happen, happened in the beginning of the movie. You saw the what you thought oh, would be yeah. the end of the movie. Immediately killed right Thanos. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. So <laughs> it threw everything that you thought the movie was going to be about out the window. And I thought that yeah. was perfect. That was a great opening. It was. Which we're going to talk about great openings today. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, it There's wastes... a your mom joke there, but I'm going to pull it in. Well, now when you great openings. Like, mediocre openings at best. That's where the mom joke comes in. Uh, number five, it wastes its supporting actors. How It has so many actors. Right, where are you drawing the line yeah. at supporting who's actors? Who's the supporting Jesus. actor? Yeah, who's the supporting actor, and how long do you want this the, goddamn are we film about, are to we be? Talking, are we talking about the Stark's kid? I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, not everybody needs to be in the no, front every, of the No, everybody needs a full-fledged storyline. I guess so. Every single person in the movie. Wait, well, the, only the people who had their own standalone movies. Wait, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ridiculous complaint for somebody that just wants the world. Right. Uh, number four, the science in the movie makes no sense. And I uh, no just, shit. <laughs> right. I say to those people, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> also, the science, no this, shit. the science, the time travel science in this movie makes more sense than every other time travel movie, except right. for Back to the Future. Right? What do you mean? No, even Back to the Future. No, there's a DeLorean. Right. No, people, somebody's gonna steal it. Why? Because it's a time machine. Yes. Because it's a DeLorean. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, number three, there are no stakes since we all know already that all the heroes are coming back. But they're not. But they're not. But the point is, we didn't know how it was going to happen. That was the whole draw. Right. It was a good guy movie. You knew the good guys were going to win. Yeah, yeah like, you knew you can complain win. about that. Like, oh, I can't believe the good guys won in this one. That happens every yeah, this, time. Yeah, this Ugh. isn't Game of Thrones, okay? <laughs> what, you th- <laughs> what, you, what you think is going to happen is eventually going to happen. Right. Uh, number two, Thor's subplot is insulting to his character. Why? What? Because they made him human? Because they made him have like feelings and have something to deal with mentally? Right. I thought it was fine. I thought it was great. Aren't they just like really mad about the belly? I guess so. They, Maybe. Don't, they don't like Lebowski? Right? I mean, come like, on. Fuck you. I mean, Thorowski? He actually was Thorowski. Thorowski. Um... I do hope that when they finally bring the Marvel movies together for the X-Men movies, that we find out that new Master 69 was actually uh, Wade Wilson. I think that would, that would be that would be excellent. Wouldn't it? I would love that. Yeah. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just sitting over there in Deadpool, Deadpool. <laughs> just sitting there playing it. I'm going to uh, I'm going to call or, that for real. Or the old lady he lives with. 
Right. Right. Wait, she's even blind. better. Even but better she's... at Fortnite than, than blind. And she's blind. Yeah, she's blind and even better at Fortnite than than Maker Korg. Uh, and number one, number one, it completely undermines <coughs> Thanos' character. Hmm? Yeah, but the whole the, get that feeling. They, they undermine Thanos' character in uh, Infinity War because they changed his whole. Mo- in my opinion, the, the the Thanos' motivation in the comics for 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 doing what he did is way better. Oh, to impress Mistress Death? Yeah, is way better. <laughs> to win the love of death? Than his resource ridiculous, hungry. resource-driven uh, motivation in the, in the movie. Yeah, I would totally buy so, a complete whim better than this bullshit plan of not really solving any yeah, problems. Yeah, because it's so flawed. But eliminating half the people in the universe? I mean, if you're going to impress death, that's that's going big. That's That's a moonshot. All right, so when we come back, we're going to say, round robin-wise, we're going to take all the movies, and we're going to eliminate them one by one until we have what is the Flix Podcast vote for the best Marvel movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And take five. We'll be right back. We were not. Oh, I was waiting to hit the button. Oh. Yeah, the so, so I actually waited to hit the button this time oh. instead of just hitting the button earlier. Why maybe. would I ever assume that we weren't recording? That's probably a really... That's how you should play the game. It's just that everybody is recording all the time. So, okay. So we're going to go through and we're going to pick out what we say is the best ever Marvel film. By the process of elimination. Yeah, everybody the gets worst the, one. Yep, everybody gets to pick one. And you get two vetoes. If you veto somebody's pick, they cannot repick that same movie. But somebody else can. But somebody else can. So, with that, Ken has volunteered to start our process. Ken, you're up, buddy. Eliminate one Marvel movie. Yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Going once. Going twice. I have... Well, okay. So, I don't think I saw it, but uh, Thor The Dark World. Is it as bad? I feel like it's got... a worse rap so i apparently have only seen 20 of the 22 well that if you haven't seen it you can't eliminate it uh, or... well that was why i posed the question i just wanted to like throw it out there that one's got a lot of bad clouds around it well kind of okay so you eliminate one we're gonna say all right so we're going iron man 3 is gone then right iron man 3 is out Fair. all right because the mandarin was so supremely disappointing right it was like, the potential it, was so strong it didn't even have a bad guy I hope they bring him back. And he's actually actually is the Mandarin. Oh. And he was just fucking everybody over. That'd be great. All right, Danon, what do you got? That's very usual. That's very usual. Well, I, it is. Um, I, would I don't know. Iron Man two. Uh, is that your pick? I'm gonna say yes, just because I can't pick Thor or the Incredible Hulk. All right, I will veto that. You're gonna already veto Iron Man two. I have to. All right, it's gone. So if you didn't, I was going to. Okay, Jonathan, you lost a veto. I am on a veto. I would like to eliminate Thor. The first one. The first one. All right, Thor 1, going once, going twice, gone. It's a legitimately shitty movie. Yep. Yeah, I can't stick up for it. There are good elements, though. There are elements in the movie I do like. They were finding their feet. (laughs) 
it kind of, yeah, they were. But I it's like still all bad. the movies that have Coulson in them, though. So right, yeah, it's true. All right, miss, Jonathan, you're I up. I miss him. Um, I'm gonna be ballsy and I'm going Captain Marvel. Mm. Veto. Ten vetoes. I I would have to abstain from that one, but yeah. All right, Ten well, vetoes, it's been Captain vetoed, Marvel. So I'm down to veto. You yep. are. All right, all right it's your Ken, pick, sir. I'm gonna say Incredible Hulk. And mostly because, and it's not, it's not an easy choice, but because it was the first released Marvel movie of the MCU, but it wasn't really the first MCU movie. Right. Edward like, Norton isn't even in like, what the are MCU. We, what are we really doing? Plus, I prefer Mark Ruffalo as, as Hulk. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm with you on that one. I'm glad that you eliminated it, because it would have been one of my choices. <clears throat> so, going once, going twice, gone. Yeah. I just couldn't say it myself. You're Because it looked so bad that I never saw it. Right. Um... And it has unfinished spoilers, like storylines in that too. Like the leader was birthed right, in yeah. that. Oh, it yeah. was birthed in that, and they never that. finished yeah. that storyline. Yep. You're yeah, right. There's so many storylines. That's got to come back around at some point. Maybe in the maybe maybe the maybe the uh, Black Widow. Movie. Yeah, we'll see. Possibly. Hmm. All right, Dan, you're up. Well, I still want to pick Thor for the reason that I thought it was so bad that I didn't even see it. Well, if you but want I can't. Go. You can't. You won't let me. So you I'm going to pick Spider-Man: Homecoming and make one of you burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm gonna burn a veto for that. Are you gonna burn a right. veto? Yeah, because that movie's way too good to eliminate now. So, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Right, My yeah. only complaint about you that just movie won't let me pick is that it was a Sony. Right. Yeah. It was a good movie though. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I used my veto. Um, I'm going to eliminate uh, Avengers: Civil War. I mean, Captain America: Civil War. Captain America: Basically Civil War. the same thing. You could call that Avengers: yeah. Civil you could, War. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate Captain America: Civil War. I legitimately hated this movie, and really? I also hated the storyline in the comic books. It put me off Marvel comics for a long time. Wait, 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 wait. Which Civil War? The first one, second one, or the newest third one? Any of them. They're the, stupid. I'm gonna say I tell you right now. The third one where Tony dies was awesome. Spoilers. Anyways, Civil War. I thought. I, I'm so sick of the comic booky trope of heroes fighting heroes. I hate that. So yeah, Civil War is out for me. Going mm. once, going Do I got a veto? twice. I had such a good uh, Spider-Man at the end. Are mm. you gonna veto it? I no. It's gone. Civil War is out. Mm. All right. All right, Jonathan, you're up. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <coughs> you stole one of mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Going once. I'll let it go. Going twice. I'll let it go. I like it's the movie. Gone. Gone. All right, Ken, you're up. He's thinking. I'm going to have to say Black Panther. Going once. Oh, it's a good movie, but I don't want to use my final veto I'm, on yeah, it. It's not by choice. It's just, it's not my favorite, so I can't, you know, I, I just, sorry. Oh, man. Okay, it's gone. It's out of here. All right, Dana, you're up. Uh, Age of Ultron. Avengers, Age of Ultron. James Spader was such a magnificent prick in that movie, though. But I hated how like they did Like every Ultron. movie he's ever in. I hated their whole concept of Ultron. Hated it. It was pretty close. Not even close. But Vision shows up. Vision shows up, but that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to forego. And that Vision. party was just hilarious. <laughs> no, I don't think one scene makes the movie, so I'm going to say... Uh, and that's where we had the hammer twitch. Anyway, yeah. The hammer twitch is good, but one scene doesn't make the movie... Is also, anybody going to veto Age of Also, vision-wielding Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Ken, are you going to use your final veto? To save Ultron? No. Can't do it. Sorry. No. no. It's gone. 
All right, All right I'm next. Yep. Um, Ant Man. No veto for me. Hmm. Going once. Is it better than Ant Man and Wasp? No. Ant Man no. is not better than Ant Man and Wasp. No. Going no. once. Going twice. It's gone, everybody. All right, Jonathan, you're up. Um. I can't say that one again. So how is the Dark World still on this? Did, did I miss something good? I will say the Thor: The Dark World. Then. Okay, that's good. Going once, <laughs> going like twice. I... It's gone. All right, we move on, Kenneth. It's getting tougher. It's it, getting tougher. It, it is getting tougher, but. Oh, Ant Man and Wasp. Ant Man Wasp. Going once. Anybody? Anybody? Going twice. It's gone. So me, Ken, and Jonathan each have one <coughs> veto left. Dana still has two, correct? Yep. And you're up, sir. I think and I can't pick Iron Man two because I picked it and it got vetoed once. Correct. Yes. <coughs> Some bullshit. Um Doctor Strange. I've got no veto there. Going once, going twice. It's gone. Man, it had good parts, but man, like... It had good parts, but there's better movies. Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. I, I would have happily taken him being British for no apparent reason. <laughs> it would have been worth the, like, the continuity break just to not have to listen to that bullshit. Yeah, right. he doesn't pull it off as well as House did, for he, sure. No. Like, you know what? It turns out that not every single British actor can do an American accent. Now we know that for sure. Right. Let's just accept it. <laughs> All right, I'm up. What do you got? Winter Soldier. That was my next pick, so. Yeah. That's yeah. gone. That was an easy one. All right, Jonathan. Oh, it's getting so difficult now. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Going once. I'm good with that gone. Going twice. Reluctantly. It's gone. Man. <laughs> All right, Ken. Do you want it back? I'll give you a... You going to veto the first? You liked we're that good. one earlier. We're good. No, I'm yeah. talking about Danon. I'm, I'm going to burn one for that. You're going like, to burn it? Iron Man 2 is still on the list, and that does not sit well with me. All right, so you burned yours, so we each have one veto. Captain is, America was the, like, I, the best genre movie. I vetoed Danan. Danan's vetoed me now. Right. Yeah. It's getting personal. It is. All right, Ken. Infinity War. I have For to... one reason. Mm-hmm. Cut off his arm! Right. All right, I'm letting it go. Well, yeah, I mean, apparently one scene can destroy a movie. <laughs> <laughs> can't make the movie, but can't make the movie, but it can destroy. All right, all right, you're up, Dana. Ooh, I still can't say Iron Man two. No, nope. not even if it's gone by a couple of times. Nope. Uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, that's been vetoed once. That was my pick that got vetoed by Ken. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Ken cannot veto it again. So the only person who can save it is me is or Pete. you, or me. No, I picked it. No, but you could. You can. Oh, did well, you pick it? I picked yeah. it, and it was yeah, the, so my, Pete, was my Pete, veto. I'm not saving it. It is gone. All right, Pete. 
Iron Man 2. Thank you. Why is it so high on this list? What did I miss? It was probably my... It's actually my favorite Iron Man movie. It's my favorite Iron Man movie for sure. But not my favorite MCU movie. And the only I one that can save to... it is Ken or Danon. No. No, sorry. Well, it made top ten at least. Because it's at number eight. <clears throat> I guess I'm okay with that. All right, so... All right, Jonathan. Um, I cannot pick the first Avenger. However, I can pick Spider-Man Homecoming. However, I'm not going to. I'm going Good. to pick... Nope, I'm picking it. Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't. I already vetoed it once. I can't veto it again. Mm. Looks like Spider-Man's out. Going once. Going twice. It's gone. All right, Ken, you're up. Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> this hurts me a little bit. Is it gone? Going once. I'm going to let it go. Going twice. I'm let it go. Because I know it's it, gone. Because I know Jonathan's going to bring it up again. So. so, that is all of the Phase 2 movies have been eliminated. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe our memory is not as clear as we think it is. <laughs> That's highly possible. All right. So who's next? Danon. Uh, Iron Man. Goodbye, sweet prince. Go right. quietly into the good night. Are you gonna oh. you gonna save it? I'm gonna save it. What? Do you really? You're gonna save I it? I already crashed it out and everything. You gonna save Iron Man? I'm going to throw out the first Avenger. So one one six. Hmm? No. no. Captain America the Captain first America, Avenger. Captain America the first the Avengers. Avengers. Oh. Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, America the, the first Avengers. The one that Dane and vetoed once already. I'm gonna yeah. throw it out. So I can't veto that again. Nope. Going once. Going twice. I'll use my second veto on that one. You're saving that one too? Oh, it's my, it's, oh it's Ken's out of vetoes. It's a favorite. Ken's out of vetoes. All right, Jonathan, you're <sighs> And I can't pick that one again because I already picked it once. Yeah, and I can't pick it again either. So it's between these two. Um, Avengers Endgame. I'm good with letting it go. Anybody want to veto that? Hmm, wait, wait, wait. I can't. Anybody oh, Iron Man's still on the list? I will have to veto that. You, you veto that? So you're using your last veto for Endgame? Yep. All right, yep. Endgame's been saved with a veto. I cannot vote for it again. Ken, you're up. Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to have to use my final veto on Thor Ragnarok. That movie's excellent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't want it to go. Uh, All right, right David. <laughs> the only one with a veto left is this guy, just so you know. And we know that he's going to veto. We can't veto Iron Man anymore. Right. I'm going to pick um, Marvel's The Avengers. I'm good with letting that one go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Going once, going twice, gone. All right, Pete. Well, I'm going to pick Endgame. I'm not going to veto it. I picked it. And I don't have any vetoes. Going once. So, so yeah. Going twice. Who even has a veto left? Jonathan. I have, I have one left. One. He's All right, only. Jonathan, you're up, man. We're down to... Holy crap, we're down to the top three. Oh, uh, I uh, Yeah, we are. Thor, Iron Man, and the first Avenger. Really, you guys? I can't even pick that one. I know, because I tried to veto it. <laughs> Um, Thor Ragnarok. I will go for that one. Oh, man. 
Which means you just get to pick that. It's gone now. It's gone. No yeah, one's stopping. No one else can stop me. Damn it! That's such a good show movie. All right, so that's phase three. All of phase three movies are gone. So it comes down to Iron Man and the first Avenger. So Ken. So it's basically the winner down is to going Civil to be War. the first Avenger. It's down to the Civil War between Iron Man and Captain America. Oh, good analogy there. It is. And being so yeah, because I'm going to pick right. Iron Man. And then he's going to veto it. No, he's not going to veto it. I'm going to veto it. He's really? going to veto it, and you can't pick it. I don't have any vetoes on. And you can't pick Iron Man because you already ve- <sighs> you were already vetoed on it. So the only per- the deciding factor is. And the only thing I can do is I can't pick, I can't pick the first Avenger because I already picked it and it got vetoed. So I have to pick Iron Man. Which means our winner is Captain America: The First Avenger, which is bullshit. I yeah. think that's total bullshit. You guys see, gave the system. See, that's what happens <laughs> when you assholes come up with shitty rules. Now the rules were perfect. The honestly. rules were pretty good. They worked exactly how I thought they were intended to work. So there you have it. So the number one movie was Captain America, the first Avenger. Followed by Iron Man. One. Yep, followed by Thor Ragnarok. And then who was before Thor Thor Ragnarok? The Avengers? So it was Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Avengers Endgame. Captain uh, Marvel's The Avengers, so Avengers 1. Followed by... A lot of vetoing. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, followed by Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man 2, Captain Marvel, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man and Wasp. So what were the worst four? Thor. Thor the Dark World. Iron Man 3. Ant-Man. It wasn't the Dark World, it was just Thor. Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain America Civil War, and The Incredible Hulk. There's our list. Hmm. So Thor, Iron Man 3, Incredible Hulk, and Civil War were the four worst. Oh, oh, sorry. Apparently we have one more. Oh, Thor. The first Thor. That was the first thing to come off the list. Oh, actually, Iron Man 3 was the first thing to come off the list. Iron Man 3 was the first thing to come off the list. Yeah. So, there you have it. Right. According to us. Not a bad stab at it. So, what do you guys think? Do you agree with us? Do you agree with how we've our analysis of how we eliminated these movies? Mm-hmm. Let us know. So, when we come back, we're going to talk about friendships. Mm. Friendships. Yeah. And that how everybody how we should all, how how the four of us should try having some sometime. Yeah, you might want to partake in that kind of friendy thing. Actually, it's the exact sounds like a it, lot of work. It's man. the exact opposite. So when we come back, we'll find out. The people you are hanging out with are not your friends. I want you to ask yourself this question: Are they raising you up or pushing you down? Are they helping you grow? holding you back you have something special inside of you I can see it but I feel like the people you hang around they have their own agendas and I've had people like this in my life before people who wanted to get close to me use me to get what they wanted and then once they got it they left so you can't call everybody your friend the word friend comes from a European word friend meaning to love these people they don't love you They don't belong in your squad. A squad is a team of people who you go to war with. 
They fight with you. You fight with them. You fight together. See, a true friend isn't somebody who, who, who makes your problems disappear, but they are the ones who won't disappear when you face problems. See, fake friends are like shadows. They're around you during the brightest times, but they disappear during the darkest times. So I'm going to tell you this. It's better to walk alone at night than with a fake friend in the light. Better an a, a enemy attack you than a fake friend hug you. See, I know sometimes it's fun hanging out with them. You laugh, you joke, but see, that don't mean much. It's easy to be friends when things are going well, but what about when things ain't going well? Oprah said, everybody wanna ride with Oprah. you in a limo. And what about when that Oprah limo said. breaks down and it's cold? Who's going to be there with you it's on the side insurance. of the road? Who's going to be there to carry your <laughs> bags with you? You got to walk Oprah home. does not get See, out and push that limo. Oprah calls her but your life is dependent on two yeah. things. Oprah's got another limo the following you hang just out in with case. And the books you read. You're actually talking to your not feet. stunt your growth by hanging out with the, the wrong on. crowd. I'm going to say it again. You have a gift inside of you. <laughs> you got to answer that call because it's not going to ring forever. The more time you spend with these people, the less time you're going to have. Who exactly is calling right now? I know you may say it don't matter. It don't matter. They don't affect me. And to that, I want to ask you this. What's the easiest way to catch a cold? You hang out with somebody with a cold, right? Well, what's the easiest way to catch a negative mindset? You hang out with somebody with a negative mindset. The energy you hang around, it matters. You can't hang around energy vampires. They say people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. See, I believe these so-called friends you have, their <coughs> season has passed. And it's your season now, where you flourish, where you grow, and you become exactly who you were always meant to be. Slow clap the mixed metaphors. All right. Right. Yeah. So friends. No, no, you don't just start a slow clap. You you have to start a slow clap. Who who how does how it? does one start wait, wait. if, if no just, one just how starts. does how does a one handed man clap, Ken? You you just know. You just know. You just know. You just know when a slow clap has to come. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. every clap starts as a slow clap. No, no, no I've heard no, some no. raucous no, raucous every clapping. clap has to start as a slow clap. No, it doesn't. No. And it's no. the second clap in just the because it's, that no, sets just the pace. because it's one person clapping doesn't make it a slow clap. Yeah, right. like I clap right now, not slow, but it's really loud. But it still started with yeah, a like slow it's really clap. Friends, no, man. it didn't. I think it's the first right. claps by itself. It's slow. No, that's it's not, not no. the definition not of slow. slow. Man, you guys are taking this out of context. No, you no, are. You are. The definition of, of slow has to do with speed. It doesn't have to do with like it's a like single clap. The tempo. That's the of definition the of a lonely clap. Right. No matter how fast the clapping is, it is a lonely clap. Yeah. If there's only this is a slow clap. <coughs> this is a fast clap. This is my ass clapping. No, I'm just kidding. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. So, so for all those who are just listening and couldn't have the visual, all of those clapping was actually Pete's ass clapping. I have great control. <laughs> he has marvelous control. He is the uh, clap twerk master. Yes, that is what they call me in kindergarten. He sells his DVD on how to do it for nine ninety five. Please send all submissions to PayPal at Vlix.com. That's right. That's nine ninety five at Vlix at PayPal.com. And I can also too, break a walnut. 
<laughs> oh, you went there. All right. So why did we watch that terrible, terrible, poorly written? It was because of friendship. He, we, what, we're talking about friendship today. Well, and okay. the fact that, do you call everybody you know your friend? No. No. I have eight friends and many acquaintances. You have yes. eight friends. And many people that you know. Let me guess. Let me ask. You, are, are is everybody that you're friends with on Facebook friends? No. <laughs> <laughs> then why do we say okay? Why do we confirm? <coughs> well, just because I'm not friends with them doesn't mean I'm not interested in what's going on. Very no. good. Yeah. Right. It's that Sonder thing. Right. And that's really, the point where I become friends with a complete stranger. But there's a couple people I went to school with who are like, oh, I wonder what they're up to these days. I like to keep. Uh, updated one of the guys you know he lives in germany now and you know they, they travel around europe so i like to see what you know what, the, what they're up to sweet just for yeah. interest and they're only friends because that's what facebook has titled them friends they didn't ask us what they wanted us to call them. right yeah. right acquaintances i actually right. have a list that's called acquaintances and there actually, are people on that list i was gonna say yeah they, they, they do have categories categories like that now and and according to facebook your real friends are the ones that are the people who populate your newsfeed most frequently well, those are their algorithm you... says the more people, more you look at someone, the more you more more of their stuff you see. Interesting, huh? Which is which is con- is counterintuitive to the entire reason I got on Facebook, which was to see what's going on with those people that I hardly ever see. Which is really my real friends I talk to join. all the time. Yeah, it's all about hits and views, man. Hits Wait, and so views. you have to actually talk to people in real life to be friends? I prefer. I don't consider someone a friend unless I've, A, cooked for them in my house. Mm-hmm. So you have to come over for dinner in order to really be considered a friend. Oh, man, I don't have any friends. <laughs> well, your criteria is obviously different. And, yeah, we know you don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Hey, John, we saved you a seat under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I got thrown under the bus today. We've had real reciprocal conversations. I learned something about you. You learned something about me. Maybe we know a secret about each other. Maybe we there's been some kind of philosophical conversation that we've had that was in depth to the point where I feel comfortable telling this person something personal. Well, that means I have one friend at least because I would can. <coughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Naturally, naturally. Not you two fuckers. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> Although we have been pretty philosophical in this podcast, right? Before. I was gonna say we are at least at least skirting the edge of being friends, right? Like at thirty nine episodes, of- <laughs> thirty nine yeah. episodes of podcast, like the heap paradox. Mm-hmm. You and oh, your the paradoxes. sandwich argument too. Oh, if we've, no. And if we've gone, that's the line that keeps us from being friends. <laughs> if we've gone, <laughs> if we've gone somewhere together, Ken, Ken's Ken's making more rules. We've gone somewhere together, just the two of us. Just the two of us, or thank you, thank if, you for saying this. If the two of us have traveled together, how about that? Not necessarily like just we're just you and I going somewhere to hang out and do something, but if like we've met up and carpooled together to meet other people, or right. you know that kind of situation where we're relying on each other for something, mm-hmm. that's that's another. I would consider that another criteria. Yeah, that's more or less my my same criteria <coughs> for friends. It's like we have to have shared a meal. That. Hopefully, I bought for you, or you bought for me. Like, like you said, you, you have to, to make that thing together. It's not so like we broke, both went to Taco Bell and paid for our own meals. So you broke bread count. together. Yeah, right. you have yeah. to literally. Yeah, you got to break bread, and you have to have an adventure and a story. Like, 
Pete, will you write these down? Because you're, you're just work buddies until you guys went somewhere and Please. did a thing and someone almost died. Right, yeah. So, break bread. You have better handwriting than I do. So, break bread with someone. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. I agree with that one. I think that's always a good way to start with acquaintances. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean, the that's very the least, first step toward, you know. Yeah. Continual friendship. Mo- moving beyond acquaintances, yeah. All right, so Ken's number two was having meaningful conversations. Yeah, I'm writing that right now. Okay. Yeah. Although I'm not against meaningless conversations as long as you're funny. Those are fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're well, enjoyable. That's, well, that's yeah. this yeah. podcast. Right. Well, that's my one, my oldest friend, honestly. He just came to visit, uh, was only able to be at my house for like a couple hours, and all we did was make up dumb shit to try and make each other laugh. Did it feel like, as though you guys had been apart for any period of time? No, we always fall right back into exactly. it. Exactly. See, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a sign of a, of a good friend right there. So I'm going right. to test this tomorrow. So You're going to test tomorrow where? Yeah. Well, I'm going to see my best friend tomorrow. Ah. Ah. And I haven't seen him in eight months. There you go. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. In fairness, he was out of the country for part of that time. Only a couple weeks. Still counts. A week. A week. Still counts. That's true. He's a married man now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. All right, so what was number three that you've traveled someplace together? Yeah, I've got break bread, reciprocal conversation, traveled. Well, travel is is not necessarily like travel. Travel. I'm saying that you've you've like you've gone somewhere together, shared a vehicle. You've 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 relied on them. You've been able to rely on them and them on you. So, like, if I was to take us back to Lexington and just leave you there, that type of reliability. Well, you would be a friend until you left them. Well, exactly. We might even be a friend after that, but. The trip to Lexington was a key factor in the development of our friendship. Can you, can, you could, you can, you can agree with that, right? Oh yeah, I totally agree with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. However, the trip to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a whole different kind of thing. That probably was not a key development point to our friendship. But you learned a lot about each other. And I played him two great songs that day. There was, one of them there, was Imagine Dragons. There was there, there mm-hmm. but there were other key elements in that day. Because we did have an adventure. That mm-hmm. was an adventure. We have a story to tell. Yeah, Because right. we we're still talking about it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't always have to be good. No. It can be, like, as simple as you guys went on a beer run but that and was had to be- go to three was, different but stores. But that was because and none of them had you had had a lot for, going on. Thing, ran into a guy who tried to get money from you. And, like, <clears throat> and you took that initial step of opening up and sharing with someone else. Right. Again, a crucial, a crucial element in the development of our friendship. Right. <clears throat> so I've got four rules here. Do you have any rules to add to it? Um. No, pretty much. These are all like right. basically the same rules. Well, and you got to jot down has touched your wiener. <laughs> it's only gay if the balls touch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, we we're really light on dick jokes today. It was all <coughs> Marvel movies, and it was that was a little sad. I actually wrote that down. Which thankfully isn't <laughs> too much of a sausage fest. No. Well, this room is. Well, this room always is. I mean, Pete's here. Most sausage of all of us. I mean, you're the biggest dick joke I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're the most long-running dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I was the one in the last episode that tried to peel us back from the dick jokes. But you guys are like... No, I'm going to talk about the dog. I'm like, okay. So, hold on. Speaking of this. Oh, my text? 
So yesterday we got lunch at work, right? <laughs> I meant to say, what do you want? So and the, I re- actually so, typed, what are you weighing? <laughs> what are you weighing? So and he, he goes, said, weighing? And then I started laughing <laughs> in my office. And then he texted me, I can hear you laughing. And I test him, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, he's like, food? I was like, yeah, Panera. I think it's a soup kind of day. Because it was raining. It was rainy. He's like, sounds good. Let me know what you weigh. <laughs> <laughs> What are you weighing, baby? And he replied back, what? As I was replying back, weighing, huh? Huh? Wow. Shut your hole, weighing, Chung. <laughs> and I could hear him giggling. Oh, I was laughing. <laughs> in his office. In my office. I was texting him back, and I was like, I can hear you. My, my boss is probably in her office saying, what the hell's wrong with these idiots? That's every day. That's every day, though. So. That was a good time. So I have break bread, um, traveled, and relied upon the other person um reciprocal conversation and shared a piece of yourself um like you never left a person when you see them again after a long hiatus mm-hmm. and um touch the wiener <laughs> i don't know how that one got added to well this. there's there's tears to friendship <laughs> there's tears to friendship and not tears as in cry tears well, as in levels maybe and levels of crying levels of crying <laughs> So often, also oftentimes, like you have a dynamic with that particular person that's symbolic of that friendship. Right. <laughs> you like finish each other's sentences. And then some. And everybody responds in chorus. We've done that a few times on this. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk so are you putting it. together? I don't want to talk about it. Are you putting? Right. Are you putting together the Blix podcast rules of friendship? I am. Which we completely forgot to mention in Endgame, where the Hulk gives him a taco. Oh yeah, it's it it a beautiful a ta- moment. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. It's always a beautiful moment if anybody gives anybody else a taco, especially if you're like the one receiving said taco. Right. What if it's a bad taco? Is there such a thing I as was a just bad taco? Say, well, you need you to serve. There sometimes are. you can get too much cheese on the taco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to ask because I apparently don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes a taco can get a little gamey. That's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vagina. I know. <laughs> but I had to give them their laugh for the day. I mean, you didn't know. Just like laugh. It's just like the macaroni and macaroni salad. You're muted. Fuck you. You're done. But squad, Apparently, with the heat paradox, if you eat three noodles of macaroni salad, then you've had macaroni salad your entire yes. life, and you've always yes. ate it. What were the no- What were the noodles of? They were just macaroni. Salad. Were they in a salad? You just no, said yourself no, they had, you had three noodles point. of macaroni salad. Yes. At what point is it still salad, Pete? <clears throat> it's salad. Well, after did it's the, been made. Did the noodles come out of the pan or did they come out of a bowl of macaroni salad? Breadcrumbs. Yep, yeah, that's about yeah, as strong as your argument is. 
Squire Jonathan. Yes, I ate macaroni salad once. Yes, I threw it up. Yes, I threw it in people's faces whenever they make it and have it at parties because I think it's stupid and I push it off the table. Okay, what you guys have missed. Very cat-like. What you guys have missed is the fact that I called Jonathan a dirty fucking liar today because he told me, living in the U.S. of A. in this day and age, that he's (coughs) never eaten macaroni salad that's actually not what i said that's what you took it as I, what i said was is i do not eat macaroni salad he's lying to you don't listen to his fake news and then you guys start calling me a communist <laughs> yeah because what person doesn't eat <laughs> yeah. american macaroni salad but communist. a communist you see what he just said there who doesn't eat it i don't eat that shit Anyways, <laughs> it wasn't whether or not I had ate it before. It was do I eat it, and my answer was no. Here's, here's another rule. Therefore, I was right. correct. Doesn't make up bullshit. You if you still... put on there that you have to eat macaroni salad, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ, I would. You can I still stab you. You know the person is your friend is if you can remain friends even though they're a dirty liar. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm writing. That, I'm writing that down. It's... That's not a rule for friendship. That's a rule. It's carved in stone now. Once I write it down, it's a rule. It's not a rule. I'm going to veto that rule. You already used your vetoes in marble. <laughs> That's a stupid rule. You don't. You have to have a majority to override a veto. Do you feel this is an important rule, Ken? Huh? What? You can remain not, friends. Not enough to side with you on it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rule is... You can re- if you can remain friends, even though one of you is a goddamn liar, <laughs> then you're friends. The ability to call a, the other person a goddamn liar to their face and actually, have it not phase your friendship actually, that's a good is point. a sign yes. of friendship. That's yes. a good point. The ability to call Being able fr- to call someone out on their bullshit. bullshit. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was just going to say. If you can call them out on their bullshit, <clears throat> then you're, you're on a good level of being friends. Yes, that's true. I'm changing the rule to say if you can call them on like, like roaches, friends always come back. Oh, that see that was another thing I was told I was a communist liar for. I've never seen a cockroach. I didn't call you communist for that. But you, cockroaches aren't very common <coughs> in Michigan. Really. They're not very common in the in in the kinds of places we've all lived. Right, but I have seen them in uh, New York, New Orleans. Maybe you've seen them in New Orleans. Oh God, yeah, big fuckers. They've got their, they own property there. <laughs> they can register to vote. I stayed in They're one of their hotels. They're getting beads by, like, like, pulling off their characters. You know it would be a really funny skit for a, a skit show to do that's an animated skit show? <clears throat> it would be a, a spoof on, like, house hunters, but it's cockroaches. And they're trying to buy a house. And they're, like, they're talking about their jobs. And, like, yeah, I'm an apple farmer. And Do they like <laughs> apples, cockroaches? I don't know. I don't know what they but like. But the people's jobs on house hunters are always so stupid like oh i uh, grow organic squashes yeah and they're and they, they afford like a three hundred thousand yeah, dollar house and our so budget like... for our house is four hundred fifty thousand dollars oh and my husband's a peanut farmer right hey jimmy carter was a peanut farmer no it's like i'm a stay-at-home astronaut and my husband sharpens pencils two days a month our budget is 4.2 million dollars exactly <laughs> you're like what you're like, living in a dream world like, what inheritance and what lottery did you win to do this <clears throat> It's the only way that's possible. Or they're just like those are the kind of people that caused the housing crisis. Well, if well if you look if you look at how house hunters really works, they've already pretty much bought that house before. They oh, right. they had to. The they had always, to. You, have, you yeah. can pretty much always tell <clears throat> by the one that's the most empty, which one they're gonna buy. Because they moved all their shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Because they have to move it out to renovate it and stuff. So, yeah. so a lot of times, actually, how that show works is that they'll find somebody who just bought a house, and they'll go show them other houses. And then show them that one. And then then, and they'll... then they'll record them walking in their house again. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> reality TV is bullshit. It's yep. bullshit. Not all of it's it. It's not reality. Not all of reality, reality TV is bullshit. There are a few shows. Dancing with the Stars is the purest form of truth. I've You're, ever done. Seen. Yeah. You're done. You're <laughs> done. That was the best mute yet. <laughs> hey, we're friends now, David. <laughs> bullshit. Okay, name name a reality show that's not bullshit. A reality show that's not bullshit? Yes. He's going to choose wrestling. <laughs> wrestling has never been a reality show, but still, say, yeah, it's wrestling is kind of not a reality show. That is one hundred percent for sure. Um, what is? It? I can't think of the actual name of the show. It's because you can't think of one at all. No, it's Chip and Joanne Gaines. What's the name of their actual show? Dude, that show is bullshit too, man. No, it's not. Yes, it is one hundred percent. No, it's not. They're not even married. Yeah. Yeah, those aren't their kids. They come from casting. Everybody knows that. 100% true. <coughs> You're both done. I got I got a reality show for you that's not fake. Is it the History Chan- Channel Aliens guy? No, it's sports. Sports? Those sports. All, that's all fake. Sports reality show. Well, unless it's maybe boxing or something. Boxing's usually rigged, right? Do they rig that now? It's easier because there's only one guy. Right, right. Besides boxing... What about, that bo- what about that boxer just got his ass kicked su- so surprisingly by that one guy? Did you see that? That meant nothing to me. That whole <laughs> that whole sentence was baloney. <clears throat> I saw. I just saw it on my newsfeed, or you know, the uh, last week. So or nonspecific. I don't, dude. I don't follow boxing, so I don't know who these. Neither do are. I. It was a white dude and a black guy, and the white dude beat the shit out of the black guy, and he wasn't supposed to. Well, that's the surprising yeah, that's, thing. That's racism. You're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching cops. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. There's a reality show that's not fake. Right. right. There you go, Pete. Thank okay, you. fine. Thank fine. You. I'll give you cops. You just answered it. I did answer my own question. That's perfect. What were we talking about? Friendship. We're talking about friendship. friendship. <laughs> well, and to bring it back to the video then, um, they were, I think, trying to make the point that those kids' bad friends were being bad for him because they weren't real friends. What you should friends know, would stick with you. What, you what, what that video was about was not friendship so much as it was strategic alliances. Right. Right. Because I'm pretty sure if your friend helped you bury the body, he's still a good friend. Yeah. What if he your did friend, not leave you when you were low? What if your friend right. did not help you bury the body? Then he's a dick. He's not your friend, obviously. All right. There you go. Write that down. Right. If they don't help you bury the body, they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. What if they don't help you bury the body, but they also don't rat you out? Then they're still an acquaintance. Still an acquaintance, yep. And, and another body that you don't have to hide. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a good point. Well, that's there. Then they become a body you haven't hidden yet. Yeah, c- c- correct. Because they're still a liability. Yep. Everybody talks. All right, I have seven rules of friendship. The Blix Podcast: Seven Rules of Friendship. These are in stone now. Mm-hmm. We can't change them. Are you ready? They can be adjusted in the future by a vote of three fourths. Okay, but you don't get any vetoes. Use hmm. them during Marvel. Fine. All right, here we go. Number one. 
You must break bread with your friend. You yeah. must have eaten, either prepared a meal or paid for their meal. They paid for yours. But you must have at some point provided meal for your friend and they would have provided one for you. Right. Okay. Number two. You must have survived a long trip with said friend. Well, and I prefer adventure because. <clears throat> yeah. How okay, many you must have gone on an adventure. <laughs> with I'm your going friend. on an adventure. So, Pete, we've never been on an adventure before. Or are we going to count one, when you helped me with my movies way back when as an adventure? You guys, you guys survived being in the trenches at Omax together. That's kind yeah. of an adventure. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, then we all are. I mean, Dana only lasted a month, but. Two months. Oh, two months. Sorry. He bailed early. Yeah, this place is horrible. You can do different adventures. Like, you can do, like, adventures. Like, I had an adventure with you guys, and we tried to start our business. I mean, that's yeah, true. remember right, remember when true. you guys did Adventures in Babysitting? <laughs> Which is, again, a great movie. No, I don't remember ever trying to babysit with Pete. You don't, you don't remember having to drive the city in a station wagon? and We met Thor, dude. <laughs> we climbed the building in Chicago. You don't remember this? He dude, high. you fought the Lords of Hell. He has no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. I feel like we should be also making a side list of movies that Jabo needs to watch. <laughs> All right. Anyways, you must have gone on an adventure. Yes. With said friend. Dana, you... what's our adventure? I don't know. We might not be friends, but that's fine because the the sandwich thing is still. <laughs> a it's deep so chasm. relevant. Deep deep chasm. All right. You must have reciprocal converse, meaningful reciprocal conversation where you share possibly intimate details of your lives and trust them to hold those details to themselves, which then morphs into meaningless conversation. Or can. Yes. Are we good with that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next rule, rule number four. They are a true friend. If you've been apart for a long time, or maybe they live in another state, and you see them again, and it's like they never left. You pick up right where you left off. That is a true friend. You're happy to see them. Both of your eyes light up. You jump on their lap, and they swing you around like a little girl. Right. You never dodge them in the grocery store. Never dodge them in the grocery store. And you never want to. No. Can you dodge them at work? Yes. yes. Okay. If you work together, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I, I think absolutely. we're about to find out. <laughs> Number five. You can call them on their bullshit and still remain friends. Mm-hmm. You can even have an argument with different viewpoints. And the next day, go out to breakfast. Right. That is a sign of a true friend. <clears throat> is it not? Do we true. agree? Especially in this day and age. Rule number six. If they help you bury the body. Mm-hmm. And that, that that could be just a metaphor. It could be a metaphor. It's actually pretty literal. <laughs> if they help you bury the body, they are indeed a true friend. Mm-hmm. There might be no truer friend. Yeah, when you call them up and you're like, I killed somebody, and they're like, I know where we're going to hide the body. That's your friend. That's your friend. <laughs> right. And number seven. You touched wieners. <laughs> we got to take that one off. No, man, that's legitimate. Because well, then none of us are friends. Well, then girls can't be friends. How do you know we're not friends? Unless they still... <laughs> right? I didn't say while they're awake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, fine. You no, just... Jesus is definitely not involved in this. He's everybody's friend. Maybe a guy named Jesus. 
He's everybody's friend. So, okay, you can throw that one out. Wait, there's what if, six <coughs> rules. Wait, six wait, 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 wait. Let's amend it to you would. Let's say your friend strokes out, right? And, like, is is feeling, well, it doesn't die or anything, but then, like, he can't go to the bathroom, right? Right. Right. Would you help him? Would you help him? You, you, would you help would him? You help, would you, would t- you touch the peen? Would you touch his wiener? If he had to go and he couldn't? Right. With gloves, yeah. Okay, well, that, that still right. counts. That counts. Yeah, I mean, you got your own set of wiener gloves. It's great. <laughs> not going to hold it against you. Just going to rest it in your hand. <laughs> this reality show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's staged. <laughs> it has to be. It's totally staged. It was man. the worst one ever. So there's your six rules for friendship. Seven if you count the wiener. That's it. That's the Blix Podcast Six Wheels yep. Friendship. There's Write it no down. No other way to be a friend with someone. Nope. There's no other way possible. Nope. We've, we've run the. We've, we've covered every. We've every run scenario. the gauntlet. We've run the gauntlet. <clears throat> like frat boys through a strip club, we have run the gauntlet. <laughs> Freaking frat boys. <clears throat> so should we go through this list of? Uh, this list is stupid. Never mind. <laughs> what list? All right. Did you just say yes? He he fist pumped a yes. Pretty list heavy episode. I think we've got enough lists. Well, good because when we come back, we got one more list to go through. Nice. So, take a break. Take a list of the top ten lists that we've listed on the show. Ooh, we'll do that next week, maybe. For your listing pleasure. All right, we'll be right back. For your list. Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm back, baby. Don't tell them what I got out due to time served and good behavior. I'm here to talk about friends. Your friends, my friends. Here's what. Here's my answer to that. Fuck them. They're not your friends, bitch. They'll stab you right in the back. Trust me. Nobody will ever stand up for your ass. They didn't for me. Liddy, McCord, Hunt, that piece of shit Agnew, Ford. Well, Ford was just kind of an idiot. He was a kid in school that would eat worms if you told him it was a cool thing to do. In fact, Agnew and I used to do that shit once a week. Hey, Ford, how about a nice worm pie, fucker? He would eat that shit. Anyways, we are talking about friends. Nobody's our friend. Take Ken, for instance. That fucker keeps me locked up in his basement. I have to eat rats most of the time, and these little things I call rat berries. They're okay once you get used to them. They're a little squishy. About once a month, he throws down a week-old cod. Those are the best meals, although my cell smells like old Betty Ford's cooter on a hot day afterwards. You have to be careful with friends. Next thing you know, they're shagging your secretary for secrets and stealing your donors blind. It's a terrible place, Washington. It'd be quite lonely. Just you, by yourself, with only the hopes and dreams of an entire nation to keep you company. As if I gave a shit about those. I'm a politician, dammit! I didn't become one thinking about constituents. Nope. It's all about who to stab you in the back. So be careful. They introduce you, they bring you downstairs to the basement, they say, hey, Nixon, we're friends of yours, and then they lock you in the room. And then they only let you count once. For good behavior. That's me, Tricky Dick, signing off. Say that, uh, you know, the next time you guys con me into letting Nixon out, I'm going to have to punch him in the face. (laughs) I'm just following the rules that were set forward to me by the National Archives. All right, so earlier we were arguing about... Sorry, Ken, it was me. I moved the latch. I didn't know he was going to sneak out. How many times are we going to go over this? Every time you move the light, he gets out. That's his life goal is to get out of that fucking uh, cabinet in there. I know. He's just, 
He entices you to open. Anyways, what are we doing? Yeah, I know, I know. You're overcome by his raw animal magnetism. That's true. It. Yeah, I get it. He's 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 basically for, Anton Mesmer for crying for out. For God's sake, Pete, keep it in your pants. Jesus. <sighs> you know we're friends with the wieners touch. <laughs> well, the, 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 the new and turkey dick, or like you know, the bros. same person. We're two peas in a pod. <laughs> you guys, you, you, we're practically a, the same person. Practically the same person. They're two wings in a banana hammock. <laughs> I resent this, because he's a pretty slimy bastard. Anyways, what are we talking about? Do our list. So, <laughs> earlier today we were talking about reality shows and how they all suck. Here is the top 20 list of the best current reality shows. Wait a minute, 20? I signed on for 10. <laughs> this list should go fast, because we're probably not going to know any of these. Probably not. Let's go. Number t- number 20, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Oh Fuck my that God. show. Violent vomit. Blah. There's a family vacation. Violent vomit noise. They have families, apparently. Anyways, gross. Next. Smithy's got kids now or something. She does. Uh, number 19, American Ninja Warrior. <clears throat> I actually like the show. That's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it's that a, one's not bad. I like watching like one episode of that every four to six months. Isn't that like, like Wipeout mixed with American Gladiator? Wipe no, out. it's actually guy, people that are ripped and doing something hard. Do you remember the American original Gladiator. one where there wasn't ripped people? It was Everyday Schmucks. <clears throat> that yeah. was when it was really good. Yeah, yeah they called that Wipeout. <laughs> No, that was the original Ninja no. Warrior. Yeah, I know, I know. Or even the Japanese version where that, there's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. randos and then like weird people who just wanted to be on TV for a minute and they they right. go and fall and get hurt and it was funny. Yeah, okay. Next. Uh, number 18 is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my god, no. People it. stop watching these terrible people on TV. Eventually they're going to run out, right? They're going to run out of places. There's going to be like The Real Housewives of Omaha, Nebraska. Well, we know they're going to be done when they have The Real Housewives of Flint, Michigan. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, they're not really going to run out of like oh, trashy upper middle I class. Guarantee, I promise you, those bitches exist. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I know they do. Oh. And then probably after that would be Real Housewives of Bertucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's on the show too. They all look down on her because she doesn't live in Flint. Oh, oh that's right. That's she's right. She's one of the suburb. Tra- that's oh, Karen. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. She's from Kersley. <laughs> all right, Ouch. number seventeen <laughs> uh, is America's Next Top Model. Never even seen it. Never is seen it. Nope. Never Don't seen care. it. Apparently so. Uh, number 16 is a show I have watched and I kind of enjoyed watching in the past was Bar Rescue. I actually kind of like to see what the outcome of the bar looks like. I know the the, the show is completely fake because Most all you have, to, th- all you have to think about that show is where's the camera? Because when they say that that they have hidden cameras, the camera shot they're getting is not from a fucking hidden camera. Think right. about that. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, no, that bar, that bar rescue is totally fake. But I like to see how they change the bar. How's the That's success rate on that one? Because I know all the restaurants fail. Do the bars do I better? Don't, I actually, actually don't know. There's actually a few restaurants that do stay open pretty well. But the majority of them mm-hmm. do fail. All right. What you got next? We actually have a hometown one that failed. Yeah. Pauly I Annie's. went there. The food was terrible. After it? Yeah. Yeah, the food there before it was yeah. fine. You could tell um, the cooks were out of their depth. Oh. They, oh, they couldn't, they couldn't do yeah. it. They could not do it. Where is this now? Pollyanni's. It was Pollyanni's. Oh, that's right. Yep. It wasn't Bar Rescue, but it was another one. Restaurant Rescue, rescues, whatever. Whatever yeah. shows it was. Uh, number 15 was the one Ken got muted for earlier today, which was Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, to hell with that show. <laughs> Do you actually watch it, Ken? Depends on who's on. Okay. Really? You care that much? I did watch it. I enjoy it. ballroom dance. I oh, did okay. watch it when um, Alfonso was on. Alfonso oh. Ribeiro? Yeah. yeah. 
I did watch it when he was on it once or twice. I think yeah. I've seen. I watched one, a lot of the earlier seasons. They're episode. kind of running out of D-list celebrities now. Right. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, he did the Carlton. That's he all did. you ever <laughs> yeah, watched. That was the money shot. That was the one I watched. Yeah. So uh, number fourteen is Project Runway All Stars. Again, Project uh, Runway All Stars. They've had another... so many Project Runways that they can bring. They can they can populate a season with previous cast members. Yikes. Now, yeah. are they all-stars because they did well or because they were, like, yes. really annoying and everybody loved them? No, I think, they, I think they were all-stars because they either won before or were, like, in the top three or something. Okay. That's how they usually do it. Dancing with the Stars did a similar season. Oh, I thought uh. sometimes they just have, like, a catty bitch episode where it's, like, all of the worst people. And then they put them in a room together and, like, yes, you guys are in a house now. Yikes. Uh, number 13 is a show that I do enjoy watching. It is <coughs> The Deadliest Catch. The Crab Fisherman. Mm, yeah, never I've seen never an seen episode it. of Deadliest Catch. No? Yeah, I've seen it. I've not seen but that. I've not if seen, you've seen one episode. Um, yeah. seen I like watching it because I just like watching the stories of the guys' like lives and stuff. Like how they're living. But you're right. If you've seen one episode, you've seen them all. In a sense. If you're not paying attention over the, over the seasons. Right. We're catching stuff in rough waters. Right. Yeah, basically. It's dangerous and it sucks out here. Steve fell over again. Repeat. Actually, no. most of the time they don't fall over no, again. You fall over, if you fall gone. over, you don't get back up. Well, yeah, you can get back up, but if you do fall over, <clears> most of <throat> the time a bull won't take you back. Nice. Uh, number 12, Top Chef. I've watched this occasionally. Meh. I've seen a few episodes of it. My yeah. ex-wife used to watch it. Number 11 is Lip Sync Battle. What a waste of time. This is actually <laughs> a program I... I watch the like I watch it on YouTube. I watch the video clips on YouTube. Right, highlight and they're hilarious. Reason. Like, like Bert, like like Big Bird singing "Feeling Good." Huh. Yeah, there's there's been there's been a couple of good ones. Wasn't the Spider Man kid on there? Yes, Tom Holland dressed up as Rihanna. Apparently, he can dance like a motherfucker too. Also, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Janet Jackson. I did see that, and he yeah. totally killed it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, because it's not just like. Them goofing around and lip syncing to something. They're like, like, there's choreography, there's backup dancers. I mean, they take that shit for real. Yeah, they just don't sing. Right. Right. All right, what you got next? All right, we're in the top 10. Number 10, <clears throat> Shark Tank. Nope. Nope. I have watched it because mm-hmm. my parents were, but that's about it. Number 9, RuPaul's Drag Race. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Number 8, The Amazing Race. Hell no. Nope. Uh, number 7, MasterChef Junior. You, no, that's funny watching kids cry. It is. Like they're trying really hard. It's kind of amazing yeah. watching some of them. Yeah, those kids go. are better cooks than I am. Yeah, I mean, it, like they got some, they got some mad skill. And it's it's nice to watch uh, Gordon Ramsay rein it in a little bit and not <laughs> yell expletives. He gets a lot of crap, but he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting character he plays. It's only if you're not insulting his trade, right? But if you insult his trade, you're done. But he takes everything personally, though. No, some people are like that. I mean, they just want him to for the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like you know, if you watch House Kitchen, like he's a dick to everybody because that's the character. Yeah. Well, trauma causes ratings. You come, you come there to be a, a basically obliterated by Gordon Ramsay. Right. I also uh, like it when he roasts food on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, Big Brother. No. no. Nope. One of the worst. Number five, Impractical Jokers. Never even heard of Never it. Never even I've mm-hmm. heard of it. Never seen it. It's in the top five, though. Huh? Yeah. Uh, number four, The Voice. I'm so sick of that shit. Mm-hmm. What was the new one that they just came up with? The Mask or something? The Masked Singer. Masked Singer. Oh, please stop. 
<laughs> uh, number three, we just talked about Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay. Surprised that show's still going, but... And we're up to the top mm-hmm. two, and I have two extras we're going to add to the list because I'm surprised they're not on the list. Number two is America's Got Talent. <clears throat> Again, no, I'm sick of it. And number one. Oh, American With Idol. a bullet? It's got to be American Idol. No. No? I'm surprised. It's yeah. not even on the list. It's not, and that's one oh, of the ones cause... I was going to bring up. Because number one is Survivor. Oh, oh yeah, that. Survivor. Uh, what a terrible wait. show. And two shows that didn't make the list for some reason is, one, is American Idol. Yeah, because that show's irrelevant now. And two is, for me personally, at least, Gold Rush. I like that show. Meh. So. The only reality show I actually like is the Great British Bake Off. Oh, that show is amazing. Great British Breaking Show wait, wait, is okay, tons of fun. Okay, I'm going to take sorry. it back. I'm going to take it back. That show's amazing until they got the two new people to do it. The new crew of the hosts and the, stuff. Yeah, the guy and the shorter girl instead yeah. of the... Yeah. Still, though, I, I, I generally enjoy that show. Mary Berry was amazing. I actually made cakes because of that show. I just want everybody to know that. Really? Yeah. how they turn out? All right. The first one turned out better than the second and third, but right on. figuring it out. So, let's end this week with the answer to last week's question of the week. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just thought of something. What was the first reality show? Survivor. No. Oh, what was the very first one? Very first one. Let's see if you can get it. Cops? No. Rescue. 911. No. Unsolved Mysteries. Close. That might be the answer, but I was going to say The Real World. Oh, yeah. On MTV. First real reality show, as the mo- the modern reality show as we know it, yeah. Is real world, yeah. yeah. Which kids don't know anymore. Uh, so the first one was actually from the 1940s. Really? Was it a game show? Because that doesn't count. Nope. The honeymooners. Uh, queen of Queen for a day. Oh, okay. Yep. An early example of reality-based television. Uh, next was a television game show called Cash and Carry. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yep. All right. So and then after that was Candid Camera. Oh, I forgot about Candid Camera. Oh, That's right. Which is Impractical Jokers, I'm Which is assuming. basically Impractical Jokers, probably. Yep. All right. Well, let's, let's answer punked. this question. So last week's question of the week was, given the ripple effect of our actions across time and space... Ripple effect? Ripple effect. Okay. I, I, I didn't know if like we were talking about aliens popping out of our chest. Nope. The ripple effect? The ripple effect. <laughs> the ripple effect. Given the ripple effect of our actions across time and space, how can we ever be sure that we're doing the right thing? I don't. I guess it's just your moral compass. Yeah, I don't think about the the effect of my actions across time and space. Because you can't. Because then you'd be stuck immobile. Because you would be afraid to do anything. Yeah. I I know I'm doing the right thing because it generally helps somebody or, or makes somebody's day brighter or doesn't hurt anybody at least. And that's a good answer. It's not, you're not harming anybody. You're not harming anybody or anything, I would like to say. Hmm. What if you're harming yourself? Is it making you happy? Yeah. Are you like some kind of weird masochist? Do you just like to be spanked? Yeah, because so, if you dig it. So the answer is, is that as long as it's in the pursuit of happiness, we're going to go Aristotle on this? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's go all the way Aristotle. Let's go Aristotle total. <laughs> all right, there you go, folks. The answer to that question is the pursuit of happiness. As long as you're doing it, you're doing the right thing. Dana, mm. do you want to chime in? And that's what keeps Thanos from being the bad guy. Right. Uh, Pretty much. Well, to himself, anyway. 
Um, well, no. Thanos well, has the G.I. Joe effect going for him anyways. He's never going to be the bad guy to himself. No, but no, I would say you can take a fair moral compass of if you do something and it makes a baby laugh, right? And it's not a terrible thing. If you do something and make a baby cry, also might not be a terrible thing. No, because you might just like but, walk in and wake them up. Right. There are things that you know where you have definitely harmed someone else. <clears throat> oh, you know it. Yeah. The only way you don't is if you're a sociopath or a psychopath. But mm-hmm. anybody with a conscience or any kind of moral standing knows when they've done right. something wrong. Right. You can tell. It's like it's like when uh, the Senate convenes at 12 o'clock p.m. They know they're doing something wrong. <laughs> or a.m., I should say. At a.m. in the right. middle of the night, they know they're doing something wrong. All right. So this week's question of the week is, how do we know that we're not living in a computer simulation? We answered this, I thought. Didn't we have a big old thing? Was that in one of the lost episodes? Maybe. We've definitely talked about this as a possibility or a theory. I think we talked about when we were just talking about philosophical things, but it's on the list for the question of the week. Yeah. So next week we'll revisit it. Alrighty. And we'll go from there. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Vlix Podcast. And uh, tell us how bad we picked uh, our rules of friendship and if. Uh, Marvel actually, movies. And our Marvel movies. Were we correct or were we wrong? So keep it real and we'll see you on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>